This is the WMSC interview of Exmortis by Nick Perkel. Now, who am I speaking with today? Uh, this is uh, Mario from Exmortis. Excellent. Now, thinking back, what do you remember the most about the studio sessions for Slave to the Sword? Um, what I remember most was um, not much. <laughs> no, you know, uh, a lot of... Um, we spent a lot of time, you know, we, it was the first album that we that we actually did all to a click, which uh, really helped us uh, kind of put what we play live onto, uh, onto you know, audio properly. Um, so what I remember most about recording was uh, pretty much spending time on detail, on tone, on uh, making sure everything was just crisp and solid and tight as possible. Now, you're talking about, like, a click track, like a metronome? Yeah, like a metronome, yeah. I yeah. see. Now, is that, like, the first album you guys recorded with a metronome, or, like, is that the way you always do it? Um, our first album, In Hate and Flame, was not on a metronome. Uh, our second album, Beyond the Fall of Time, was half metronome, half just free, you know, free for, uh, playing, you know, uh, not to a click. And then this last one was all to a click, and... uh that was mainly just to, to get everything as solid as possible. It's hard to, to layer instruments when you're just kind of going at it full speed. You know, live it's live it's cool, I think, but on on, a, on an album, if you really want to get quality, I think you really need to take the time. Can you explain the process your band goes through for picking out the right takes to use for an album? Um, well, I mean, I guess when we did the uh, Slave to the Sword, I think the right takes were just the takes that that were spot on. You know, having the click, um, we didn't use the, the we didn't use the click as like a, a like a, a tool to just you know make things easier. We used it as like a, a guide um, to kind of help us, like I said, translate what we do live onto an album and have the best quality possible. And getting those takes with the click, you can you can kind of see like okay, this is like off. You know what I mean? There's a, a some somewhat of a template that you can kind of go off of, and it's a lot easier to pinpoint mistakes. So, picking the best takes was kind of just looking at the template and kind of seeing, okay, this this is like not this doesn't sound good. I mean, a lot of stuff naturally just doesn't sound good. You know, like you can hear it. Like the drums we did first, and when you when you kind of start layering on top of that, it's pretty easy to to notice mistakes. So. Pretty much just whatever sounded right. Okay, now, for your first single from your new album, Immortality Made Flesh, what were you guys trying to say in the lyrics? Um, that song, uh, well, uh, Conan wrote pretty much all the lyrics, and uh, I kind of helped with the idea of the song, and the idea of the song came from uh, a game called God of War. Um, a video game uh, on PlayStation, if you guys uh, are not familiar with it. But uh, in the game, God of War is a character who pretty much has to kill Ares, the God of War. And Immortality Made Flesh is about pretty much killing that that God and becoming. You know, Immortality, something that is immortal, made flesh. It's it's like in Predator, if it bleeds, you can kill it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Your song, Battleborn, has a very unearthly guitar intro 
a little bit like a King Diamond song, setting the stage for an intense song. Can you remember how this song came together and what it was like in the recording session for it? Um, the song, the Battle of Born, I believe, was actually two songs. I don't remember what they were when, when we were writing them. I don't know what the working titles were. But they were pretty much pieces. There was two songs that sounded great but were incomplete. And they kind of pretty much had the same tempo, the same style. We ended up putting them together. Um, and the, the lead for that, the beginning intro was kind of just there. Um, I don't really remember how, it, how we came about it. Um, but it was kind of just worked in with old material. What was the most difficult song for you to play on the album, and why was that? Um, I think Moonlight Sonata. I think that was a song that was, that was kind of difficult for everybody. Um, mainly because I think it's there's not any lyrics on it, and uh, there's no drum parts for the song because there's no drums written. Uh, Beethoven didn't write drums for it, so um, it's kind of just kind of following, you know, rhythmically what the, what the guitars are playing, and the guitars are just playing like insane fucking shreddy shit on it. It's like a very, it's a hard song for everybody to play because of the length um, and just the musicianship it takes. Uh, it's probably the most difficult, I'd say. What are some valuable things you learned from ble- from playing DIY backyard party shows over the years that can apply to young musicians just beginning to start putting on live performances? Um, what I learned is I think those shows are they're fun to do, um, but they are very... Uh, I think the atmosphere is not the atmosphere that that you kind of get when you, when you start playing venues and bigger production things where... Um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a process. You know, there's a sound checks, and a lot of times sound checks and loading in, and, and, you know, you have, like, set times, and I kind of feel like with the DIY shows, it's kind of a free-for-all. And uh, those are cool because you just... It's it's more casual. It's laid back. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much one thing I learned is those, things, those shows are fun, but they're also... Uh, you sometimes you got to take charge. It can be a pain in the ass too, and you get your shit stolen sometimes. Like, what are some uh, what's some advice for you? Like, I mean, for bands to uh, avoid getting their stuff uh, stolen. Stolen is watch your stuff. <laughs> watch your stuff and put. Uh, I mean, I think it's also good to like get cases for all your stuff and put like your band logo on them. Um, that really, I think, helps kind of separate gear. Because when you play, I mean, the DIY show can apply to uh, any any show, really. Uh, you have your equipment, you know, with a bunch of other bands. Uh, it's really easy to get gear mixed up. And a lot of times things, I shouldn't say stolen, I, um, sometimes they get taken on accident. You know, it happens. It's not, it's not uh, rare that, you know, uh, two bands will have the same guitar case. And uh, I think I, I think for DIY stuff and, and you know not to get your stuff jacked is just keep an eye on your stuff and, and label it and uh, pack up after you play. A lot of bands kind of uh, they take it too easy, you know. And the DIY shows is I think it's pretty easy to just kind of like leave your stuff and then go party. There's just different atmospheres. 
What type of advice would you have for young bands trying to make T-shirts and posters to sell? Um, well, I would say buy in bulk. Um, save up the money and, and buy things in, in mass quantity because it's cheaper. And uh, the other recommend, you know, recommendation is to print it yourself. For a long time, uh, Exolus was printing. We were printing our own T-shirts and like uh, silkscreen patches, and that really helped. But also, that's kind of inexpensive, well, because you need to get the equipment and you need to, you know, kind of learn how to do it. So, um, yeah, either or. Anything you want to add on that? Uh, what was the question again? What was the full question? I think maybe I left. Um, what type of advice would you have for young bands trying to make T-shirts and posters to sell? Trying to make them? Yes. Um, like like silkscreen. Okay. Now, for the closer. Wait, you want to add anything, or should we move on to the next question? Um, no, I mean, unless you feel like I didn't answer it properly, I might not have. I don't. Did you mean like to actually make stuff or to get stuff made? Um, just get stuff made. I mean, I can understand the concept of silk screening and everything like that. So. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much it. I mean, uh, like uh, we've done both. We've gotten things, you know, shirts made for us, and that's obviously it's uh, less of a you don't have to do it yourself, which which is cool. But you do have to pay more, and uh, we've noticed that buying in bulk is better. And if you're going to do stuff DIY, um, it's good to just uh, learn how to do it. That's pretty much it. Uh, I really don't know what else to add on that. For the closer, metal is king. The lyrics, when the reaper makes his deal, trust in your steel, are chanted numerous times throughout the song. What do you think of when you hear it? Um, when the reaper makes his deal, trust in your steel? Um, yeah. Pretty much like when death comes a knocking, have your fucking sword ready. <laughs> to kill his ass, pretty much. Uh, that's, I mean, uh, um, I guess trust, trust in yourself, really. Uh, that's that's what comes to mind when when uh, you know death. Uh, not not to get too in, in depth and in deep, but um, you know you can't control those things. But you know we sing about like uplifting and a positive. Uh, I know there's like a lot of negative, like you know words like slave and stuff. But it's it's all really positive at the end of the day, and that's kind of the thing. You know when the reaper makes his deal, trust in your steel. You know always fucking always be ready and trusting you trusting yourself. When you are breaking in new band members into your band, what are some do's and don'ts that you always need to adhere to? Um, do's and don'ts. Um, I would say, well, I mean, do's, I would say um, practice. Uh, don'ts, don't not practice. <laughs> uh, when we got new members, well, one thing we did was... Um, kind of lay it down and practice a lot and I think it's good to do weekend runs um, if you're going to be doing extensive touring I think it's good to kind of maybe do a few weekend runs to kind of get in the flow of things and make sure that everybody is kind of used to that sort of like lifestyle or that sort of like work environment where you're like constantly on the road because a lot of guys they, they don't like that they don't like to be away from home or they don't like to sleep in a van and it's understandable it sucks it smells but um, that comes with the territory of, of rocking out. So, um, 
do's and don'ts is uh, understand the kind of band you're joining and uh, be prepared to, to do uh, what it takes. How often do you get the chance to change up parts of your live songs, such as the intros, outros, and solos? Um, I know a lot of the times we, we don't necessarily like jam on stage, like improvise too much, but we kind of improvise a lot of stuff. Sometimes the solos, a lot of the drumming. Uh, um, I mean, we know we know the the time signatures, um, so sometimes we kind of like we'll, we'll kind of jam out a little bit, kind of feel each other out. And lately, we've been trying to kind of do little intros for different songs, just to kind of throw people off and, and kind of spice up the show and get, kind of keep people on their toes. If they hear something they've never heard before, and then we go into a song they're familiar with. I kind of feel like that enhances the, the show, makes it more fun. I, I like that when bands, you know, extend parts and songs that, are, that you know that you like, or uh, you know, they add little things to kind of uh, accentuate the song, build it up. Slave to the Sword has got physical releases of CDs, cassettes, uh, vinyls, and seven inches for it, as well as digital files. Personally, for you as a music fan what is your favorite way to listen to music um my favorite way uh like fa- favorite format yes favorite format um yeah i don't have a vinyl player um but i i have liked what i've heard on vinyl um i haven't heard our album i i've only listened to uh, you know a few classic albums on vinyl and i think with the vinyl you get you get kind of the most authentic sound um, but I, I mean, I, I pretty much just like listening to music in the, in the best possible way. I mean, if you got a good sound system, uh, we'll put it on a CD. We'll, um, but I guess, you know, if I had to pick one, uh, so far the vinyl, I think has been my, the most pleasant experience. For your upcoming adventures touring with Lich King, you're going to be doing 14 shows from Elmhurst, New York to Florence, Massachusetts. About how big of a set list do you expect to have? Um, we know we don't really know. Usually we we get like thirty to forty five. Um, I mean, if we'll honestly we'll kind of play until they kick us out. So uh, we're hoping to kind of be able to play like a handful of songs, um, and really kind of like play as long as I mean, if we can do an hour, that'd be awesome. But also, uh, is the crowd willing to stay an hour? <laughs> So uh, we're hoping it'll be long, and we'll try to push it as much as we can. Slave to the Sword was your first major label release. Now that you have that under your belt, what are some upcoming goals Ex Mortis has to achieve later this year? Mm, later this year, um, well, we were hoping to go to Europe in the summer, but I think that's, that opportunity has kind of passed to those those. You know, like, to play European festivals, it's kind of booked, like, pretty far in advance. So hopefully, I mean, that'll be next year. But for this year, uh, more touring. I mean, more, we want to, you know, tour the U.S. and uh, as much as possible. Um, and if we get any offers to go, you know, overseas, that'd be awesome. But realistically, I think uh, touring the U.S. and uh, writing the next album, we've already started writing. Uh, for the next album, hopefully we can have it out by the summer of next year. So that'd be a goal: a fully more fully more U.S. and Canadian touring, or you know, maybe even Mexico, and uh, finish another album. 
do you ever get the chance to maybe play one or two of those new songs in your set list these days? Um, actually, most of our uh, set is new stuff. We only play two old songs. And uh, with the Lich King tour, uh, we hope to do m- most of the album. So pretty much just like as much new stuff as we can. And I would say uh, like three-fourths of, of our set now is new stuff. Any final words? Metal is king. Oh, this is metal is king. Excellent. This has been the WMSC interview of Ex Mortis by Nick Perkel.